It's Thursday, March 10th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, a special edition as the Major League Baseball labor uh, negotiations have ended, the lockout has ended, Major League Baseball and the Players Association have agreed on a collective uh, bargaining agreement that covers the next five years. Oinsey, the uh, baseball's back. Yeah. Thank God. After 99 days of, uh, of wringing our hands and gnashing our teeth, uh, the, the grand old game is back, Joe. So uh, the, the deal got done. Um, big, a big, I think, uh, you know, players really have to be happy with the way this came out, I think. Uh, when you look at it at a, different, at a variety of different angles, uh, you did okay this time. Yeah, the bottom line is that the players got more money. They they knew that they needed to hold together and hold out for as long as they could, that the initial offers from Major League Baseball were going to be sort of low-ball offers, and they were, and, and they managed to get the minimum salary for a Major League Baseball player uh, it, initially up front over 200000 about, what, uh, about one hundred what twenty or what? Yeah, from what, five five seventy. Yeah, 570, 570 to, to 700000 Yeah, in this first year, and $20,000 is over the next five years. You're talking about the major league minimum is going to be up over $800,000 for some guys uh, and by the end of this deal. And that's, uh, that's what this was mainly all about, was getting more money into the, play, in, in the hands of more players. Yeah, I think the last basic on the last basic agreement, Joe, I think, uh, you know, the, the the uh, players kind of lost focus on that. Uh, the you know, the competitive balance tax they lost focus on. You know, they they were it seemed like they were too concerned on uh, you know getting everybody every team having a chef in the in the dining room in their locker room and you know team every player getting a, you know a single room on the road and you know today they they kept their eye on, you know this in this CV in this uh, basic agreement they kept their eye on the ball here. Okay, well, uh, we're going to go over some of the details of the, the, the plan right here. Uh, and then after that, we're going to get to some questions specifically that our subtext subscribers had. And we'll try to answer them as best we can. More details will be coming out over the next few days. But, uh, you know, as far as the timing of things and tickets and all that kind of stuff, we'll, we'll try to answer as much as we can. Uh, up front, the, uh, the big changes that are coming, expanded playoff format. It's going to go from 10 teams to 12 teams. And, uh, you know, the, the owners had wanted 14, but uh, it's, it's going to 12 with uh, first round buys for the, the first and, and second place teams in each league. And then uh, the uh, like a wild card sort of three game series first round. Uh, and then the winners of those will play uh, the, the first and second place teams. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. I think uh, maybe 14 was too much. 12 is, uh, you know, is a good starting point, Joe. And maybe, you know, uh, the next CB, you know, the next basic agreement, they, they might stretch it to 14. Yeah, I, I, I like being at 12 because it sort of, it rewards those top two teams uh, not having to play in those wildcard rounds. And you don't have, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunity for a, a, what, a seven seed uh, or, a, a, you know, a, I'm sorry, a, a six seed to upset a, a one seat or something like that. You know, you, you don't, you don't get a chance to see that. So it's, it's pretty good. Uh, universal designated hitter will be there. Uh, uh, you know, that's something that had, had sort of been on the table for a long time. We sort of saw it coming from a mile away. Uh, that's 15 new jobs or 15 
jobs, at least that are, are, are going to be, you know, good paying jobs for a lot of these players. Yeah. We'll never, <clears throat> we'll never see a, a pitcher take another swing uh, at least in a regular in the, in the lineup. So I think that's a good thing, right? Yeah. That's uh, it, you tell that to the, the Braves who lost, uh, you know, a, a, a couple of pitchers with injuries this year. They, it was, it's, especially with the, the, the quicker ramp up time. Now that you're, you're limiting spring training to 28 days. Uh, it's going to be important to protect pitchers in every way possible this year. Uh, several other rule changes, uh, including uh, in 2023, you're, you're going to see the advent of a pitch clock. You're going to see uh, limits on shifting, other, other things that are going to be discussed. There, there will be a process, a formal process for these rule changes to be sort of implemented. And, uh, you know, changes to make the game more appealing to fans are coming uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, the game is going to speed up, uh, you know, and uh, instead of, you know, a year's lead time, uh, the owners have got, you know, got got a concession from the uh, players, 45 days lead time for any a new rule proposal. Uh, the the contract was uh, was voted uh, approved 30 to nothing by owners, uh, but the players, it was a, it was a divided sort of uh, vote. It was 26 to 12 in favor of approving. Uh, the, uh, a lot of guys on the executive council, a lot of guys who were represented by Scott Boris on the executive council, uh, voted against approving the deal, but they got enough, uh, votes to approve it. And, and training camps are going to open on, uh, on Friday, actually with the, with the ratification that happened, you know, just, a, a, a about an hour ago, uh, the business of baseball is back opening up free agents and all sorts of transactions can happen. Yeah, the executive committee voted eight to zero against this deal. So, you know, it just, I think it goes to show you what happens when, you know, you're head to head with the, with the owners uh, and their, their bargaining committee day in and day out. I think some hard feelings probably, uh, you know, <laughs> gain some momentum and that, that may influence that vote. But, you know, you've got 30 other teams, you know, you've got 30 teams and there's a lot of players that want to play ball. And I think that's what we saw today. Uh, pitch clock. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, not, not just pitch clock and uh, elimination of shifting uh, as things we're going to see different on the field eventually, but advertising on uniforms and helmets uh, that's coming uh, soon. So just like the NBA with uh, advertising patches on their jerseys, uh, you know, we, we now see advertising on the walls at the, and on the, on the field itself in baseball. Now we're going to see it on the players' jerseys and on their helmets. It's going to be like NASCAR, Joe. Yeah, it's great. You're going to rainbow jerseys with all sorts of patches and everything. It'll be great. You'll be huh? changing hats every half oh, inning. Lord. It, it's baseball is becoming more and more like that scene out of the Naked Gun, where uh, you know just all the crazy things about you know baseball that you, that it, it's like a like a comedy right now. Uh, a 28-day training camp is going to lead to uh, opening day uh, April. Uh, 7th or 8th, as we said, uh, the Guardians would open uh, on the road in Kansas City as opposed to at home against the Royals when they were supposed to on March 31st. Uh, that would be uh, the uh, April 8th opening day. Most of the league will open on the 7th. Uh, but the, like we said, the big changes are the minimum salary. Uh, $570,000 last year uh, was the major league minimum. Uh, it jumps up to $700,000 this year. $20,000 increases each year uh, of the deal. 
and a $50 million bonus pool for young players, pre-arbitration players. Uh, it just represents the ability to get more money into the hands of higher performing young players. Uh, anybody who finishes uh, one or two in the rookie of the year voting gets a full year of service time regardless. Yeah, now that that's something to shoot for, definitely. And the, the uh, pre-arbitration uh, pool, Joe, is that based on war? You know, is that how the, the, the cash awards are going to be handed that out? Was, that was what the rumor was. I'm, I'm not sure. It might have also something to do with, uh, you know, rookie of the year voting. That might also bump you up or, or get you a, a level on that as, as well. So, you know, uh, the baseball writers actually are going to play a, a, a part in now in, in determining how much these guys get paid. Maybe some of these rookies will talk to us a little bit more and be, be a little more friendly. Who knows? Uh, so uh, those are, you know, the, the nuts and bolts parameters of the, of the deal. There are other aspects to it, but we asked uh, our subscribers on subtext, uh, cleveland.com slash subtext, or if you want to text us at uh, 216-298-4346 uh, to subscribe, $399 a month. And uh, today would have been a good day to be subscribed to subtext because we were firing out updates uh, as soon as we found things out here, uh, and, and you were among the first to know, uh, we, we asked for subs, uh, some, our subscribers to tell us uh, their questions, what they need to know right now uh, about, uh, you know, the Guardians and what's going on. Um, here's uh, Ted in Westlake wants to know uh, how many players are going to be stuck outside the United States uh, with visa problems trying to get to Guardians training camp. Uh, I know we've, we've been worried about guys like Ryan Rocchio and uh, some of the younger players from Venezuela in years past. But I think, you know, with, with everybody knowing what was going on, it, it seemed like guys like Framil Reyes was in Florida posting on social media. Zach Plesak, Shane Bieber were already in Arizona, uh, you know, working out at that uh, union facility there. Uh, what do we know about how soon the Guardians can get to training camp? Yeah, I think uh, camp, uh, you know, from talking to Zach Plesak today, uh, camp uh, volunteer, you can report voluntarily on Friday, probably camp really, you know, official, the re official report date, he said was Monday, I've heard Sunday as well, you mm -hmm. know, so, uh, you know, but uh, I think uh, the keys is, uh, you know, when I saw some video of Emmanuel Class A thrown in, in the Dominican, you know, those guys, I think those guys might have some trouble getting out unless, you know, they've taken care of their, their, their green cards and their work visas. You know, a guy like Andres Jimenez, Jimenez I, I talked to, and, uh, you know, he, he stayed in, the, in Florida year round. He was going to go play winter ball, but didn't in Venezuela. And uh, he got his residency card, so he'll be ready to go. You know, Jose Ramirez was in uh, Arizona, has been in Arizona working out, so uh, he'll be ready to go. So, but, you know, I would not be surprised if a couple, you know, a couple, uh, you know, Latin American players run into that visa problem. Uh, another question here, who is the Guardian's number one trade target? That from Dave in Mayfield Heights. Uh, Hoinsey. You know, there are, are some glaring needs and glaring holes in this roster right now. Uh, second base, right field, left field, uh, backup catcher, uh, relief pitcher, uh, all areas that need to be addressed. Who might the uh, Guardians go after in a trade? 
you know, I think uh, the, the, oh, there's a bunch of guys out there, and I think it'll it, the process starts tonight, Joe. I'm sure they're they're talking, they're working. Uh, the front office is working the phones right now. Um, I, I would think you know Oakland is a, is a primary team that they'll be calling. Um, I would think uh, the Yankees maybe. Uh, you know they've got the Indians have young short young middle infielders and some starting pitching to sell. And uh, you know so maybe the Twins they're looking for a shortstop. Uh, the Yankees are looking for a shortstop. Uh, you know, so th there's a bunch, there's like five or six teams looking for shortstops. I don't know if Houston, if they don't bring back Correa, Colorado doesn't bring back uh, uh, Trevor Story, you know, they're, they're going to need shortstops. So uh, really looking at what Cleveland has in terms of their uh, surplus of middle infielders, young middle infielders, guys like Gabriel Arias, who, who seemed like he was ready to, to make the jump to the major leagues at some point, all, pretty much all throughout last year. Uh, he's he is your prime trade chip right now, I would think. Uh, maybe uh, a, a team like uh, uh, Pittsburgh, who has a, a guy like Brian Reynolds, he fits the uh, he fits the all the boxes that that Cleveland looks for: young, controllable, high performing, you know, outfielder. Uh, might uh, might be a, a trade target there, but I, I'm just curious as to who who you think the Indians or I'm sorry, who you who you think the Guardians might be parting with. Uh, Arias might be at the top of that list. Yeah, Arias. Uh, maybe if they give up a pitcher, you know, I, you would have to. If you're going to go to Oakland for uh, Olson, the first baseman, uh, you know, I think you know Zach Plesac probably is in the conversation, or a, you know, a pitcher, you know, right there in, in the middle of their rotation. Uh, you know that that would be an interesting that would be an interesting conversation to overhear. Right. Okay. Let's uh, jump in and take a couple more questions here. Uh, what in, in terms of uh, how this new agreement affects the competitiveness of the Guardians? Uh, he's this is uh, Dan in University Heights wondering, uh, you know, how does the new agreement, you know, affect the, the Cleveland's ability to compete in the coming years? That's a good question. Uh, with uh, you know, they pay. <laughs> Their, uh, you know, 26-man roster is made up of so many guys making the minimum, and the minimum just took a big jump. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're adding maybe two, three, four million dollars to the payroll, uh, and uh, you know they they had looked to uh, improve that payroll. It was only 50 million last season, so you know that's a big jump. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, you know I, the the pre-arb pool. That's another that is going to hurt, you know, that's going to raise their payroll. Um, but, uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I think, you know, by raising the, uh, the CBT, you know, that that, that should, uh, you know, that, that might work against them, too, because now, now those, you know, the, not only the, you know, the, the really big market teams, but teams like Philly and, and Texas and, you know, teams that, that have money to spend, you know, they might feel emboldened and go right up to that, you know, the, to those luxury taxes, like the 230 million, which the tax is set at uh, for 2022. Yeah, remember uh, Cleveland's payroll was what, 50 million last year, I expected to go up, you know, at least a little bit this year, uh, maybe even more if uh, David Blitzer, uh, you know, confirms his commitment to the, to the roster and, or to the, to the organization and and uh, you know they they see an injection of cash there. Uh, 
Lee, uh, Leach, uh, C. Leach in Strongsville. Uh, any holes you expect the Guardians to attempt to fill through free agency? Is there a budget for signings? Well, there's always a budget. I think you know. I, I would I would look for them to improve the offense any way they can through free agency. A catcher, you know, an outfielder, like we've talked about. Maybe uh, you go you if there's a first baseman you you like, uh, you know. But yeah, I, you know, it's not, I don't think they necessarily have to improve in the outfield or offense in the outfield. You know, that's what everybody looks at. But you know, I think they'll be you know. They talk about incremental improvements. That's, I think that's what they'll be trying to do. Uh, and Pat in Garfield Heights wants to know, uh, is there a, a schedule update uh, so that they can know when, when to buy tickets for, for which games uh, opening day? I, I think we, we established uh, San Francisco on April 15th will be uh, the home opener. The, the club just announced uh, via their, their Twitter account. Uh, as far as every other game on the schedule right now, uh, you know, everything after that April 8th date should be, uh, you know, st should still be good. There might be some minor adjustments in terms of uh, makeup days that are, are played on right now scheduled off days. But, you, you know, they're going to have to make up a series with the uh, Royals and a series with the Twins. One of those, I'm assuming it will probably be the Twins series will be moved to the end of the season and be played the third, fourth, and fifth of October. But, you know, those, those three dates against the Royals will, will be probably made up on, on off days. Yeah, and I think uh, the Guardians just had a release put out, right, on, online that said there would be ticket information, you know, coming, I mm -hmm. guess, about opening day, but maybe about the rest of the, you know, the season as well. Yeah, I wonder if those opening day tickets that were sold can will be able to be used on the, the, uh, the rescheduled date for that game uh, should all be very interesting. So uh, yeah, we got a lot of good questions, uh, a lot, uh, you know, the Q and a in terms of uh, you know, what to expect and when to expect to see these guys, but, but really just to see them back out on the, uh, on the playing field here really starting Friday is, is going to be very exciting. Yeah. It's, it's time, Joe, you know, they, they brought, they right. They ran, went right to the cliff on this thing they were looking over the precipice into the great unknown and uh they've stepped back and they got 162 games uh they they got a, a basic agreement and it was interesting uh, to watch uh commissioner uh, rob manfred in his uh you know post uh, deal speech he basically said he's going to try to get along better with the players he knows his <laughs> his relationship hasn't gone well with the players he called uh, Tony Clark, the executive director, and who knows, maybe we'll have a, a little better, uh, you know, relationship between the two parties, but somehow I doubt that, Joe. You're going to see Tony Clark and Rob Manfred sitting around a campfire, arm in arm, singing Kumbaya. Uh, I think that's uh, a little bit far-fetched at this point, but none of that matters. We're going to have baseball uh, by, by St. Patrick's Day. We'll be playing uh, exhibition games, and, and we can't wait to see that, so. Yeah, what, what the first exhibition was, maybe uh, March 18th? Or By the, the 18th, 20th, yeah, so the day there. after St. Patrick's Day, yeah, that, that, that Friday there we'll, uh, we'll be opening up Cactus League and Grapefruit League play. So, all right, Hoinsey, uh, we've got a lot more to write about this and we've got a lot of work to do, so we're going to wrap up tonight's emergency podcast, the Feel Good Podcast, the one that we've been waiting for, waiting to post since, uh, since really December 1st. Uh, when, when all of this went off the rails, but 
Uh, baseball's back. We couldn't be happier. And if you stick with us here on cleveland.com and on cleveland.com slash subtext, uh, we'll bring it to you uh, as, as only we can. Uh, Hoinsie, we will talk to you again next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Thanks, Joe. 